was popping, was popping, was popping. Welcome, Nikki and Moose. I'm Nikki. That's Moose. What's up, Moose? What up, y'all? And welcome to episode 113. <laughs> yes, sir or ma'am. This episode, we're going to have, of course, the infamous What's Popping section where we're going to be talking about the latest social media and business style vibes, that whole nine. We're going to break down the creator economy blueprint. And then what happens when people steal your ideas? Moose, how we mm. feel about this episode? Man, it's a, it's a holiday special. I'm just I'm excited to talk about our new sponsors on this episode. So y'all stay tuned. We got two new sponsors. You know what I'm saying? So uh, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> let's get into this intro. Two kids from Queens cut from a different cloth. Now, joining forces, helping you to elevate your personal brand. Yeah, I'm talking about Nikki and Moose, bringing you a never-before-seen perspective into the mindset, the mentality, the behaviors, the driving force, but more importantly, the stories behind the people and brands that you know and love the most. And this cannot happen without with. Plus, can't even talk. This cannot happen without our very special sponsor. This is powered by Ecamm Live, the number one all-in-one streaming platform that powers this whole episode, this whole podcast. And now they have a new feature called Video Isolation. So no matter how many people you have on your stream, on your pre-recorded video, it actually creates a video for each person. You have audio isolation. You have uh, streaming to multi-channels such as Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, all those social media platforms all at one time. If you want your 14-day trial, go to www.nickyandmoose.com slash ecam, E-C-A-M-M, to claim that 14 free day trial. Moose, how are we feeling? Man, I'm feeling pretty good. Much needed a couple of days off. Uh, Really enjoyed it. Did a good amount of shopping for Black Friday. I'm not going to lie, I did indulge. Yeah, I did did indulge. What did you buy? What did you buy? so I like to I like to uh, kind of reignite. <laughs> no, no, no. I will. I will. I like to I like to reignite my my energy from time to time by buying like new workout clothes. So believe it or not, that that's something that gets me excited. When I get like new workout gear, I'm like all of a sudden I feel like I'm going to a brand new gym as if. So I oh, did, so you're I one did, of those. So you're like a hundred percent. All of a sudden, 100%. you feel like Superman. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like, oh, no workout gear? Yeah, no. The workout's automatically going to be good just because I just, you know, right there. So, All of a sudden, yeah, you so. can lift heavier weights. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I, I got some, uh, you know, did, did uh, some shopping at Nike. And then I got, I got hooked. I, I've been noticing these, like, new puffer jackets. Mm. And and uh, I I was man I spent I spent a, a good amount of time looking for like the right puffer jacket online but I am so much so AKA much more grateful jacket? to correct yeah okay bubble, okay you know all right yeah, I yeah, was yeah. like yeah. is he yeah. is he not wanting to say bubble yeah. jacket yeah no it is it is it is puffer, I guess it is yeah. puffer jacket that, sounds that more was, sophisticated was, I like I like how you made that sound. puffer jacket 
according to you know the the product name i'm just i'm just going with the official product title so uh, uh, according to to them mm-hmm. uh, puffer puffer jacket it was but yeah i don't know i just i was like yo i think i need like an everyday and i'm gonna do the puffer as the the bubble uh as the everyday okay the everyday jacket and so yeah so that took a, a good amount of time to find it but we did find it so yeah you know it's just just kind of redoing the the wardrobe now i don't know if you're like me or if you do this too, but typically when I buy something new, I have to get rid of a lot of old stuff. Mm, so, I'm no, I'm, okay. I'm, try, I'm trying yeah. to get no, 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 because I'm trying to get better with that though. I'm trying to get better oh, okay. with that. Um, so I do have a lot of things that need to go to goodwill. So every, no, I will say this: I've been getting better with when I, when I have, and it's not because. I have new stuff is because I need their hangers. Mm, okay. It's the only reason. <laughs> That's hilarious. Like, hey, it's, I will keep you, but right, right, I need right. Your it's the hanger. only reason. It's not <laughs> any other reason. Yeah. If I wasn't That's so hilarious. lazy to go get more hangers, I probably would nice. keep it. But mm. that is the only that is the only true reason why I'm getting rid of some of the stuff because I need its hangers for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, nah, it's, it's going to be a big cleaning day for me tomorrow because there's a lot of stuff that I was like, yeah, no, nah, I just, I just want no, I want new space. I don't know. I'm, I'm very, I'm very, I'm very picky like that, I guess. I get new stuff and I'm like, oh yeah, no, nah, start chucking. Get out. Get out of here. I need, need new energy. I ain't so, mad at uh, that. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be a vibe. That's not, that's not bad. Um, for me, yes, another year of Nipsey Hussle taking my money. <laughs> I'm, not sure. I'm not sure after three years of his death he's still taking all my money I'm, I'm just I'm very upset by this actually because the amount of money that I spent between uh shout out to Lauren London Lauren London dropped hers her collection a few weeks prior right Boom, and yeah. then uh so I got two track suits and like two other suits from it and then, so that was a disgusting, that was full price. Hello. And then, uh, what was it? Now they had at a certain time range, you could get it for 40% off, right? So of course, uh, Marathon Clothing had this lion hoodie that all of a sudden I needed, right? Mind you, I'm not struggling for hoodies. I'm not right. struggling for hoodies. I get hoodies Every two weeks or something, shout out to uh, God is great. You know what I mean? They just gave me this hoodie. You feel me? I love um, it. So I'm not struggling with hoodies. Uh, however, I bought two more hoodies from mm. Marathon and some Puma sneakers that said hustle on it. And I don't even know if I'm going to wear it, really. Right. But like, it's. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to. I'm going to spend on something else. And I didn't like anything else. So I didn't spend anything so else. That was the only, that was the only, the only thing, thing I liked. Oh, wow. And, like, and I'm not going. And what I refuse to do is go down the Amazon rabbit hole. I refuse mm-hmm. to do that. Right. So what I did was find deals for my audience and put it on my stories. Right here. Look, this I is some that. tripod. Yeah. Tripod stuff. Dope. Cool. Everybody's like, yeah, thank you. But what I didn't do is like, hmm, what do I need? And let me see if they have mm. deals because I would have been like, oh, need this. Need it's like it's like Walmart. 
No, Walmart and Target. You, you go yeah. in for cocoa butter, you end up spending $400. I'm not here for this at all. Yeah. yeah. Speaking it. of Target, speaking of Target, um, you know, Nikki says, I, I got to share more. So uh, there was a, an attempt, a fraudulent attempt uh, to, to take a lot of money out of my account today. Let's just say that. What? Yeah. So, yeah, I'm legit. I'm, I'm, so I'm, I'm at my mom's house. I'm sitting with my aunt, Rebelsi. We're like just on the phone, whatever. And I get an email for like a, a checkout from Target. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, I'm like, oh, did you, did you buy anything from Target? She's like, no. It's like, are you sure? So I open up the, the, like the, you know, whatever, the thank you email, whatever. And it says like $618. I'm like, Target? are you sure you didn't get that from Target? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> that's like, a sure? lot of money. Yeah. It's like, yo, are you sure you didn't get anything from Target? So apparently somebody, I don't know what they did. They hacked my Target account because mm. my credit card was saved there, attempted to buy a PS5 and have it, and they were going to pick it up at a store in Chicago. So I'm like, what? No, 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 no. So I call call it Amex, yo, cut that down, give me a new card, whatever, call Target, cancel the order, rechange the password. So it was safe, but you mentioned Target kind of triggered a nerve there. Just wanted to tell the people, make sure you're tracking your emails because yeah, they're going to they come. If, if, if there's ever a time for them to come, they're going to come in the holidays when people are, uh, are feeling givey. Wow. Uh, shout mm -hmm. out to uh, American Express. For the block. Yeah, you know I mean, shout Ooh, out to American Express. It. But uh, it. yeah. Uh whoever tried to create fraud for Moose, we're watching you. Yeah. We <laughs> we're watching you. We got you. you know what I mean? But let's got you, boy. get into this episode. First and foremost, we got a new sponsor for the what's popping section. Okay. This Tell segment them. is sponsored by Deeper Than the Brand. Talk about it, all right? The number one content branding community that shows you how to confidently and authentically build a brand, grow a social media presence, and build digital wealth. Go to deeperthanthebrand.com for more information. So let's get into the what's popping section, which this week on social media, a little bit different. Uh, we're going to talk about J-Lo, a.k.a. Jennifer Lopez, going dark. What does that mean, Nikki? So uh, November 23rd, uh, Jennifer Lopez, who has a guap of, of uh, followers, I believe over 3 million, I, I believe that, right? Um, completely wiped out her whole social media account, uh, turned her profile pic into black, and people were like, what's happening? What's going on? Mm. Especially the blogs and all that great stuff, because you know they're instantly going to think about, oh my God, what about Ben? All that great stuff, right? But it is very confusing when somebody with such a high amount of influence and following just goes completely dark. Well, uh, it was on purpose and done very uniquely. I don't know if I would do this, but uh, she then announced on the 25th, right? Uh, this is me first, then, right? Which is uh, celebrating the 20th uh, anniversary, 
Okay. It was one of her past albums. This is me then. And that got released on Apple Music everywhere, all streaming situations. But then on her Instagram, she showed a promo of it, collabed with Apple Music, and then showed This Is Me Now, which is now going to be a musical experience coming out in 2023 and gave like a track listing. So I'm bringing this up because I think this is a really unique way of getting people's attention when people are looking at you. Don't think, people, you can do this right now. This is when you have a bit of influence and people are checking for you, that they notice that everything is wiped out. And then there's a, a, a rollout situation where it's like, oh, snap. On the 23rd went black, 25th, there's only one post. And an updated profile of the uh, this is me that no, this is me now profile pic. And that's all you see. That's the only concentrating concentration where we're going to look at the 20th anniversary edition, go stream it, but then also have uh, some kind of hype about what's happening for the new year. I think that's genius, right? I think that was very bold for uh, Jennifer Lopez team to just get rid of everything. Now, I hope they archived everything. They didn't just delete everything. Let's, let's hope for that. And maybe it'll pop mm -hmm. back up. Maybe it won't. Um, but these are different ways to just write down as far as rollouts for your products and services. How can I make a big splash? How can I get people's attention? Because that's all it really was. How do I get people's attention to see what my next move is? Because, of course, when she did that, people are now going to her profile over and over again to see if there's any type of update. What is what is wrong? What's going on? Why is it black? When it's black, it's normally a huge movement. What's going on? And to see that, that's just an attention grab. Are we being strategic with our releases? Are we being strategic as far as uh, getting people's attention? And so shout out to JLo for that mini release. Uh, congratulations on the 20th anniversary of your album. Uh, I think it was genius. I mean. Smart. Very. Smart, yeah. Yeah, I looked I looked her up while, while you were you know, breaking that down, uh, 227 million followers. Oh, God, I said three. God, I'm so sorry, J-Lo. Good God. Man. Golly. Dang. Yeah, that's disgusting. That's a that's a disgusting amount. Who is that? Of, who's uh, that? Uh, who's the dude, the soccer dude who Cristiano reached? Cristiano Ronaldo. There you go. He reached 500 mil. Bro, you, you're talking about like a good... Like half of, yeah, I, I can imagine that's like a whole couple of countries, like every person in a country. Like if you were just to add them up, I'm sure there's a couple of countries population is not even 500 million. Right. Yeah, because you know what? Egypt, I think they said Egypt is uh, about 90 million. The entire country, 90 million people. So uh, that's bananas. Yeah, that is that is bananas when you get Sheesh. to 500. All right. Well, uh, God yeah. bless them. Shout out, God shout bless out them. to... Well, to those who have over a hundred million and more, golly. Facts.
facts. Yeah, no, that's a big deal. Well, um, yeah, let's switch gears, man. Going into uh, the business section here on the, the what's popping piece of it all. Uh, I found this piece to be really interesting, man. It was kind of like how Cyber Monday came to be, right? Eventually, it actually ended up surpassing Black Friday. And in a way, it was a mistake mixed with genius marketing. Mm. So in the early 2000s, a gentleman by the name of Dan Hess, he worked for a data company, and he was working with advertisers to give them analysis and just numbers on how Black Friday was doing. Mm. And so as they were analyzing the data, they started to see a pattern that, yes, consumers obviously spend a good amount of money on Black Friday, but they found something interesting in the early 2000s. They started to see that there was even a higher uptick in spending through the weekend and specifically on Monday. And so this was right around the recession in 2008 or so. So it officially became a thing in 2005 as advertisers and marketers got a hold of this pattern and this trend. And of course, the internet started to improve. They started to really push this to be a thing, right? Like something that people can partake in. And of course, as that happens, other retailers jump on. You got Walmart to want to be the, one of the first people to, to jump onto Cyber Monday. And of course, everybody else started to want to join into it. So it's kind of crazy. And I think a lot of us for our businesses, you got to imagine there's so many lessons packed into this mistake, but it shows you how you can really ride the momentum and make something out of nothing when you're paying attention more specifically to the data. We always say, you know, you got to know your numbers, but imagine had this gentleman not, you know, been paying attention or pretty much overlooked it as like, okay, it's important, but not that important. You miss out on what is known to be the biggest sale day of the year. So it's surpassed Cyber Monday, uh, Black Friday by a landslide, but it happened because of paying attention to the data. The second thing I like is of course, how advertisers and marketers can get, get behind something. And whether there is a need or there isn't a need, they can use the right almost interest and tie the right verbiage. We talked about that, you know, before we jumped on, use the right verbiage to a situation to bring a lot more attraction to it so that people want to partake and, and continue to be a part of it, right? Or, or at least join into it. So I'm looking at this and I'm like, man, you would think that Cyber Monday was the strategic development of putting all of these different layers together. Nope. Just like, oh man, this is interesting. Why don't we and before you know it, they used it as something to help them stay alive during the recession or stay competitive during the recession. And of course, years later, there's an expected spend on just these 72 hours of close to $20 billion in the U.S. alone. And so it just shows you, man, pay attention to your numbers, obviously get behind them so that consumers can want to partake in this and be interested in it. And there you have it. It's uh, how Cyber Monday came to be. That's crazy. Uh, I know for Thanks, me, Dan. yeah, uh, I always <laughs> wonder, I always wonder who has the better deals, Black Friday or Cyber Facts. Monday. That's, that's always my question. Like one of, uh, shout out to Eva. Eva was like, okay, I have my cart, uh, totally full of equipment. Do I buy it for Black Friday or Cyber Monday? I said, that is a very mm. good question. Can't tell you. Very good question. 
Yeah, I don't know that I have proof for this, but I always thought that tech products have better deals on Cyber Monday because it's like it's shopped online. But then again, it's like, I don't know. I don't know that it actually even really makes any real sense because everything is, you know, shopped online for the most. Part. I mean, I right. did a good portion but then, of it online. But then uh, it makes me remember those TV deals on Black Friday. Like, yes. if you still go... You you have you have to get incentivized to go. So you get like a 70, 80 inch for like two hundred dollars if you're like the first hundred people. Right. Crazy. Uh I I'm not gonna do that, but you know, hey, whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, shout out, shout out, man. There's a, a one Instagram account that I follow. It's hilarious. If you're a New Yorker, you gotta follow them. Uh, you're you're New York, man. You should oh, you yes. should know oh, yes. just by the name of it. You're... But but they yeah they 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 posted something like uh, uh something like Black Friday ain't it because uh I expect it to be like ninety five percent off and I'm like yo that's real. Uh, there was a time when Black Friday that was the kind of expectation. It's like seventy and eighty and ninety yeah. percent almost. But now it's uh yeah it ain't like the good old days. So Cyber Monday. <laughs> We on you right now. <laughs> we love Cyber Monday. You know what I mean? But let's get into things you could have lived without. Okay? So we mm. got three new uh, things you could have lived without. First one. Um, Drake buying DJ Khaled four new smart toilets. I don't know if you <laughs> saw that. Did you see that? Like I did not. But when I read it, I was like... I can oh, only, it was a whole post. I can only imagine what the insider, yeah, the insider behind that has to be. No, it was a whole post. Some. I was like, this wow. is so from a consumer standpoint, I was like, this is pointless. Why do I care about rich people buying rich toilets? Right? Like, why are we <laughs> making this? I, Drake just bought me four new toilets. Tell him what it does. It cleans with LEDs and it sprinkles. I'm like, I'm not here for this. I don't. Oh God. Lights up when it's dark and certain uh, when the sun sets. I don't care, right? However, now I bet, of course, uh, that could have been a strategic move where now people are going to look into that brand and want to have a smart toilet because Drake gave it to Khaled. So I understand that, but I didn't, me personally, did not understand why I watched the whole post about Drake giving Khaled four new toilets. I think we're reaching here, but whatever. The second part, um, y'all still eating leftovers from Thanksgiving dinner four to five days after Thanksgiving or when you cooked your meal, okay? Uh, I'm good on that. All right, this is me. I'm good on that. But I'm not a big leftovers person anyways. But I think four to five days is crazy. This is me. And then last. Yeah, hanging on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last but not least, and this could be a little controversial. I don't care. Uh, ugly sweater season, okay? The Christmas ugly sweater season. Could you live without it? So uh, this section is one. Four smart toilets that Drake gave Khaled. Leftovers that are four to five days uh, old. Or ugly Christmas sweaters. 
You let us know. Uh, drop in the comments. Let us know what needs to go, what you could have lived without. And uh, yeah, let's get into this blueprint section. So Moose uh, gave me this really dope um, clip from Forbes, I think from the CMO of TikTok, right? Correct. Yep. Look at that. Uh, and we spoke about it. Damien, shout out to Damien, uh, kind of hinted this as far as the importance of community when it comes to brands. We've spoken about the importance of it. But when TikTok speaks, hello. We must, we must listen. So let's, let's see what this is about. Brands are no longer kind of this thing on a shelf. Brands are expected to really be one with the community. And that's going to be challenging for us because we have lots of legal hurdles and um, we feel very safe in our brand guideline box. And that is no more. We have to figure out how to engage more rapidly um, and how to really connect authentically with people. So good. You know, when, when I when I first came across this post, the first thing that came to mind was, you know, going back to what you said, of course, with Damien, but something that you're really a big, uh, I would say, almost an avid person who rallies behind this concept of community because it, it clicked for me. I said, man, if, if a company like TikTok is starting to openly talk about this kind of messaging, then for us as personal brands, business owners or creative entrepreneurs, we should immediately start to pay attention to the importance of community and not just putting out a brand, mm -hmm. right? Like, like the competitive advantage in today's brand economy is community. You have to pay attention to what is happening in the market around you, especially when any and everybody is now gaining the confidence to turn that camera on and they recognize that their voice, their talent, their looks, their skill set, can really translate into dollars online. And it's a desire that a lot of the younger generation have to be. I think there was some research that said almost half of the younger generation want to be influencers or doing something online in some shape or form. I mean, they pretty much grew up on the internet. So mm -hmm. you have to imagine that this is now a generation that is very comfortable and for the most part have the skill set necessary to showcase what they can do utilizing public platforms. So you have to think as someone in this space, especially if you've been here for a while or you're thinking about just getting in, you got to know that when there is more there is more supply, competition becomes more fierce, right? Because there is more of us fighting for less space. And I say that in, you know, uh, obviously in, in, in a strategic way, but when I think about it like that from a business standpoint, immediately you've got to think about, well, what's going to be different about me? What can I do different than everybody else in the marketplace so that I can have, of course, my unique almost abilities or the things that make me stand out amongst everyone else in the marketplace? And right now, I'm really starting to see more and more, and this was really the icing on the cake, that look no further, community has to be a part of something that you're doing going into 2023, or you will get left behind. That's just the way I look at it. It's like, this is, uh, this is something to pay attention to now, for real. Yeah, people come first. Uh, I've been really big on these past couple of 
uh, days, I'll say maybe two weeks, not, not, not too, too crazy about how do you stand out as a brand, right? And there's three things that will make you stand out, which is community experience and product. And I say product last, because if you could really get the locked in as far as community and experience, we've seen over and over again, mediocre products continuously be sold out, uh, be oversubscribed, uh, super in demand. Like we, we've spoken about it in the after show as far as Rolex. Rolex is not the best watch out there, but because of the experience you get uh, and the community that backs Rolex, now this, uh, some would, would fight me to say mediocre product compared to some that is out there is always sold out. You can't find it anywhere. You has to you have to wait for two to three months to get yours in certain locations. And if other locations, it's way it's way longer. So if we put people first, they put us first. That's that's how you gotta look at things. The more that you cater to your people and give them a different experience and make them feel safe and make them feel seen. They're going to stay loyal and continue to buy from you where it's it's harder to always get a new customer over and over again, a new client over and over again, even to get a new follower. Right. The way that social media has been acting with these algorithms, it's even harder to do that. So instead of chasing the 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 newest thing, why don't we just create a strong community within our brand that we know, AKA Apple, right? That no matter what we drop, there are gonna be people who are championing it, people who are gonna be ready to buy it, people who are gonna be ready to watch it. There's thousands of people who sit and wait for the new Apple keynote. Even though blogs may be already leaking what can be said in these different uh, Apple events, people continuously wait and watch it on uh, the Apple website, YouTube, Twitter, doesn't even matter. People are watching just so they could be a part of this particular event to then figure out what am I going to buy? When am I going to be able to buy it? How much is it? I don't care how much it is. I'm going to, they have a payment plan. Great. Are we as brands creating strong communities. And in, in 2023 and, and further, depending on when you're, you're listening and watching this, we have to concentrate on community, experience, and product to stand out. If we can take care of those three things, our brand is super bulletproof. No one can tell you nothing. People will defend you. People will continuously share what you have based off social media, uh, social proof, right? Whether it is articles, whether it's people talking about you in rooms that you're not in. And then, of course, people using your product over and over again proudly. So 
yes, whether you're a personal brand, whether you have a product or a service, doesn't matter. Community is super, 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 super important. Whether it's a free community, whether it's a paid community, whatever it is, concentrate this year, concentrate these next couple of months, building a strong community so your brand can last longer than you. There it is. I like that. Now, uh, I saw this. Well, I I found the clip and Moose found the clip. And together, it literally speaks about the whole uh, content, content, creator economy blueprint, right? Uh, What's my man's name, uh, Moose? Rob Deerdeck. There we go. Uh, he was on, uh, the Paul's brothers, uh, podcast, right? Was it Logan? It's Logan. I, I always, I always get them confused. Jake is the boxer. Logan is the super influencer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Logan is the super influencer, right? Um, with creators becoming way more popular nowadays to the point where kids are literally saying, That is one of the most uh, demanded jobs they want to be. I want to be a a content creator. I want to be a YouTuber. I want to be a TikToker, right? You have to understand how the creator economy works. And it's not just I put out content and I make money from these platforms. Or I put out content and I even get brand deals. There's so much more to it now that when we saw these two clips, I was like, oh yeah, we got to bring this together because it it totally lays it out. So definitely take out your pen and pad on this one because you need to follow each and every single step that this is about to say. So let's just go into it. Looked at everything through the business lens. So I was always looking at like, how do I maximize this opportunity, whether it was the Fantasy Factory platform, even even during Robin Big Days, how do I how do I further this even further yeah. and maximize this? And that's what led to creating creating Fantasy Factory as the concept around the having the brands that I could now do brand deals. You gotta think I did Chevy deals, Microsoft deals, Carl's Jr. deals. I just did all these mega deals and integrated it into that show. So I was making millions. Then then I was like making millions off of all my product and board sales and all of that stuff like by seeing it through a business lens ahead of time. We have, uh, as internet creators, have gone through a very similar evolution where it went from merch, then big brand deals, now IP building and exits, right? You're seeing this, the kind of a very similar evolution that we saw on the uh, platforms of earlier day. It started with merch. Channels would slap their logo on a shirt or hat or sticker and sell it. Some people bought these, but often just the most devoted fans. Creators adapted their merchandise more into clothing lines. Logan Paul, for example, runs Maverick Clothing. With clothing brands competing against other clothing brands, this operates more like a business than merchandise, so creators often find this strategy far more effective and sometimes competitive in performance versus an outside sponsor. Logan Paul claimed his brand made between 30 and $40 million in its first year, while our channel might expect to profit around the same $11.2 thousand dollars from promoting its clothing brand as with an outside sponsor. 
Taking this to the next level, the predominant trend of the past few years has been creators launching fully-fledged businesses. Mr. Beast started selling burgers cooked by ghost kitchens on food delivery apps under the Mr. Beast Burger brand, which has since expanded to over 1,000 locations in the US, Canada, UK, and UAE. Across the board, what creators have found is that not only do they get to keep more of those three cents per view, but also that a given viewer is more likely to convert into a paying customer when the sponsorship is presented as promoting their own business rather than the highest bidder. Wow. See wow. why I said what I said? Wow. My, mind you, people, I didn't show the full mashup to Moose beforehand. I just showed him the two clips, wow. but not it together. It's, he didn't see the full vision. We normally do like this pre-show, and I didn't even show it. <laughs> I might need to go back and listen to that again. That was That's a lot. Y'all need to go back and listen to that. That's a lot. That's a lot. You saw the breakdown? Mm -hmm. of 30 million compared to about 11,000 from sponsorship rev. That's bananas. Mm -hmm. Goodness. Yeah. Wow. No, and... and, and Sorry. No, you're good. It, it, that's the point. Like, it's it's so much bigger than than merch. And and it's crazy. I forgot who, who told me about the whole difference between, like, merch and fashion line, and this is what stops a lot of people, but... Thinking of it now of, okay, you get merch, you probably can make maybe an extra thousand in that particular video compared to how much, and not saying everybody's going to get that, that same amount that uh, Logan did, but compared to the unlimited potential of it being a fashion line, now I'm like, I hit up Isaiah so quick, like, hello, we gotta we gotta rethink certain things, right? Cause I had I had all right, you know what, let's let's come out with the merch. And and I think for this podcast, we still will, but I think overall, I have this name, I'm not gonna say it. Normally I'm transparent, I, I say it, but I'm not. I have this name that I'm like, yeah, we may want to we may want to look more into it. But then uh even later on in that particular video that I showed at the end, they were breaking down all the other creators as far as, uh, you know, with the happy dad and the, the, the seltzer drink that everybody you see on Pivot and everybody, all these podcasts be drinking. You know, they have a gold calendar. They have a streaming service somewhere. Like creators are creating businesses that they can scale and then sell. That's where we heard in uh, a couple of months ago where somebody had offered a billion dollars to Mr. Beast for his channel and all the businesses that are associated with it. Because now content creators are thinking of it of let me create a business and sell it based off my influence, based off a bit of it from my name. And how are we making the most of our influence and of our content? And we shouldn't only settle on brand sponsorships. That's cool, but that could leave at any moment. There's no control with that, right? Even to, to why we even said deeper than the brand and then our next uh, uh, sponsor is going to be uh, the flight assessment. You'll hear about that later. Um, but being sure that we take 
the platforms that we are creating and leveraging our own brands and not depending so much on others because it, it increases our value. It increases how much we are worth because if they see that we're selling this and we're selling that, Mr. Beast has candy, burgers, other people have whole fashion lines, other people have uh, apps and softwares and uh, influencer agencies and things like that. Why are we only okay or our first uh, thought of content creators is just, let me make money from the social media platforms and let me make money off of brand deals. It's so much bigger. And I'm not saying that's not important. That is all the way important. That is the beginning concept of content creator. This is how you can see that you can make money in it. But now that we're building legacy, now that we're building empires as content creators, which wasn't something that we could have done before, that changes the whole game. And there's different creators that are showing that this blueprint is possible. And they're going in different markets. They start with one, the whole part of niching down. You start with one, build the trust to now, why is Mr. Beast doing burgers? Because he can. Mm -hmm. You know, why do certain people, uh, Logan and KSI making uh, a, a competitor to Gatorade? Because they can. Because there are outsiders that see their influence, want to collaborate equity or completely give, give it up. And now it was started as a YouTube channel, was started as an Instagram page, a TikTok page, is now a complete empire. We got to put respect on content creators. We got to put respect on the platforms we're building because that's just the beginning part of what can truly make our name last for a very, very long time. Yeah, yeah, that's so good, man. And I, I think you're starting to see almost the pattern that we're flowing in, or at least that we're discovering over the last couple of episodes as well. If you remember one or two weeks ago, we talked about know the business that you're in. You gotta know the game. You can't just be excited to be partaking in, in, in the activity and in the action, you have to understand the business of it. So as I mentioned, go back and play back or go and listen to that part again. But literally in the beginning, he says, I studied the business of everything I was a part of and what I was doing. You have to know. You know, uh, in that same interview, he mentions how uh, I, I think it's uh, America's Funniest Videos or something like that. And, and the, the founder and creator of that $500 million game. And it's, and I would have never thought about it. I never thought about it that way. And I consumed a lot of their stuff. Like I, I've definitely been a fan of it because I, I thought it was a, a really funny thing. But when you think about it, that's also another concept of repurposing other people's content in, in the old game in internet, I guess what they would call web 1.0 or even pre that where it was sending your videos. Let me really produce the entire show and put it out on TV, I'll invest it and you're signing away. You know, he was saying that you gotta sign that video away for 30 years, yep. but know the business. As a consumer, you're often looking to just be entertained and you don't think about these other elements that go behind the scenes. And so I thought it was really interesting that there is a business in everything that we see. It's not always just, oh, cool, fun, I like it. All right, next. 
there's something happening. So I, I like that idea. Start by looking to understand the business and ask questions. Man, I wonder what's really happening here. How did this come to be? And what can I learn from it and apply into what I'm doing with my own brand or business? And what's the synergy or the alignment or what's similar here? The second piece of it, which is also really cool, it's almost the new age vertical integration. Mm. Right. Uh, Nipsey, Nipsey was a big fan of this. He always talked about vertically integrating the business, which is simply just making sure you own every step and try to cut out the middleman. So if you have a clothing brand, well, you want to own the factory. You want to own the print shop. Right. You eventually want to start to own it from start to finish so that you are profiting along the way. Right. Like you're not losing all of your margins to having to outsource so many pieces of it. But what you're seeing here on the internet or through the creator era is this is what vertical integration looks like through creators. It's, hey, instead of me just partnering with another brand and wearing their clothes and selling it to my audience, why don't I start my own clothing line? And, right? and, and you're starting to create these other products where you see good market fit, and now you're vertically integrated, you're establishing new businesses all under the common thing, which is utilizing the influence, as you mentioned, or at least that's what it all dates back to. So really cool lessons, man, just to extract from this. Know the business of what you're a part of, or at least get in the habit of studying the business of what you're seeing so that you can start to pick up on those trends and those patterns. And then it's cool to see it, like, yo, vertical integration is now happening within the creator and internet era, and, and this is how it's done. Launch your own stuff, in a sense. So, really, really cool. That's facts. Now, how, he, how he broke down how it's like, yo, know, we, even from uh, how he integrated the sponsorships. I don't know if, if you've ever watched, like, Ridiculousness in, in any of his shows, but... Yeah. Um, in ridiculousness, he's he said, "Yo, we got a brand deal with Microsoft and the search engine Bing." And so, at the end, they would look up uh, videos and use the Bing search uh, engine, in, and that's what he yeah. means by integrated with the. So it's not just saying, "Hey, this is sponsored by like how we do." He literally has it inside as if it is part of the show. And so that's why brands were like, yo, we need to be a part of that because now you're you're incorporating it and making it seem natural and everybody's going to be wanting to do that. So I think that was a smart thing that Rob did that I'm even looking at, like, how does how do you make that possible? Like even there was this brand deal I did with uh, Mighty Networks and put it a part of my content instead of saying, hey, Mighty Networks is this, 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 this. It's like, hey, uh, I'm talking about community and all the different ways why you need to build a community. Here's a resource, Mighty Networks, boom, 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 to the point where now they're like, hey. That's what comes uh, to mind. Need, need to work with you again because you, mm -hmm. that was very effective because people are not feeling so, like feeling sold to. No problem. Mm. Let's talk about it again. You feel me? So y'all yeah. uh, need to listen to that over and over again. Get that kind of like embedded in your head. The, the content, 
the content. I keep saying content. Uh, that's, I'm so embedded in my head with content. Creator economy blueprint. That's what we call in this, uh, this episode as well. All right. Let's talk about like our little, um, say little different perspectives. I want to say battle, but different perspectives of things with our segment, uh, this or that. And of course, this segment is sponsored by the flight assessment, uh, Flightassessment.com, discover your personal superpower and learn how to use your superpower to become a master communicator, strengthen all your relationships, and develop the self-awareness you need to fulfill your highest potential. So go to flightassessment.com. You feel me? Now for this or that, we are talking about people Copying your ideas and mm. uh, what to do about it. Like, do you care? Do you not? Should we leave it alone? Should we make a big stink out of it? Uh, and so I was scrolling on Instagram, as I do, right? Um, and shout out to Sierra Nicole, who gave a different perspective of what to do when people copy your ideas. And I was like, oh, I had a whole other this or that, by the way, um, that we'll go over maybe another time. But this one, yeah, let's, uh, I, want, I want your perspective on this. I am pissed. Like I'm pissed right now. I have spent years, guys, like I have literally spent years perfecting my business credit and funding course, okay? Years, since 2019, trying to create the best program to help people get funding. And you know what someone does? You know what they do? They steal your course and they sell it as their own. That's the very thing that you've been working hard for. And so, you know what? Instead of getting mad, coming on here, ranting, um, and getting upset about it, what I decided to do is let everybody sell it. I'm going to let everybody steal it and sell it. On Monday, every member of my Modern Wealth Academy, okay, that's my membership group, my community, they are going to get a white labeled version, meaning like it has no uh, logos on it. I took my name, my face, my voice off of the course. Um, the business credit and funding course, the same course that has made me about six figures alone for that one product this year. Um, I'm going to give it to them. Literally a white labeled version of my course and every member is going to be able to sell it as their own. Um, so Moose, <laughs> is that smart? Mm. Is that being proactive? Uh, I want to hear your version first uh, of what are your thoughts on when somebody copies and her uh, her route of combating it. Yeah, that's interesting, man. And I definitely didn't see that coming. Like even just watching it now, you would think, oh, okay. I, listen, I'm very upset. Somebody just stole my stuff that I've been working three, four years to develop, but. 
only thing I can keep seeing in my mind is when Kanye just said, gotcha. <laughs> it's like, it's like, that's the only thing that's complete in my mind. It's like, oh, don't, don't get bitter, get better. Mm. So I, I, do, I do like that idea of anytime you can find an opportunity to not just fold, but find whatever it is within you to get better, take it, take mm -hmm. that opportunity. So I like it because at the end of the day, we as, we as creators or whatever the case may be, and we talked about this on the live some time back, you have to continue to reinvent yourself. It's, it's, it's about being innovative. We, we don't settle for the same products, uh, especially if they stay the same, right? We get in the habit of wanting something new. So I think, and, and, and I don't know much about her brand. I'm, I'm definitely going to look up, look, look into her a little bit more, but it's, it's really cool. I, I'm, I don't know. I, I, I dig it. I'm going to say that in short. I dig it. I, I like the idea of saying, you know what? Let me turn this into a business, white label this thing and, you know, bring you on as pretty much partners or affiliates to, to, to help me push it even further out. And who knows, maybe instead of making six figures, I can make multiple six figures or, or, or heck, maybe even seven figures by getting so many more people to push it. Because what if you introduced me to a business model that I was overlooking? Maybe I didn't know that it was so good that it had this much demand that heck, you're willing to take it and do that with it. And so can we enter a partnership and you are now one of my affiliates to go ahead and push my product in the marketplace, even if it's with your name on it? I think it's, I think it's, I think it's brilliant. I like it. I like it. Okay. All right. I'm, <laughs> yeah. with, I'm with that. Um, for me, I would, I would definitely say that you have to understand the goal for you to do something like that. Right? So what do I mean by that? Like, one of her goals is to help people make money. So, of course, you start off with a course to give the blueprint of how you made money or how you've helped other people make money. And they take the course and they do that blueprint and then they make money. So she took it a step further of not only am I going to teach you how to make money, then I'm going to actually give you the tool to make money. So now here, do exactly what I do. Right now, I'm, I'm not in her course to understand if it literally speaks on how to become that, like how to become now from the student to the teacher, right? Mm -hmm. um, but I'm only going to assume that the goal is I want to teach people how to make money. And so you have to look when you're, you're going to make decisions like that, what is the goal before you look at this, this concept and be like, I'm going to do the same thing. And then it doesn't hit because one, people may not be interested in doing that. Two, um, you know, as far as that just isn't the goal. It's, it goes completely opposite of what you, you should be doing. For her, I think it's genius because at the end of the day, I'm just trying to make people money. So if I already know that people are taking my my uh, idea and taking my course and making money, making another course, having another idea isn't, isn't going to be a problem. And I actually DM'd her like, yo, I think this was fire because 
as creators, we never run low of ideas. And if people are going to take what we have and make money from it, please do. I'll package it for you. I'll package it and put it in a bow. There you go. Make money because I can make more in another idea. You just actually released me from spending any more energy on this one. And I can now put extra energy on a brand new one that's going to make me more. So plus create a new stream of revenue with this one because now it has two. Now, not only do you probably buy the course, then you could buy the membership that will allow you access to sell it and probably all the different ways that I've sold it because it's a guarantee over six-figure product. I think it's genius. I think Mm -hmm. we look at, we have to look at, for one, people are always going to try to copy us. When we are good, when we're really good, or even just mediocre sometimes. People are going to take what they heard, what they see, what they buy, right? And they're going to flip it instantly. They're going to flip it. Now, granted, this is not a huge percentage. So I don't want people to feel scared as far as like, yo, okay, this is why I don't go out with anything because they're just going to take it. It is a small percentage of people who will. Is it discouraging a bit? Yeah. But it's a small percentage because you want to know why? Because I'm one of those people that will take information and I will flip it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I don't know many other people who could do that. That's what I'm saying. It's a small percentage of people who are literally buying the stuff just to learn how to do it. Other people are just literally learning to follow the same blueprint. Not to learn how you do it so I could do this for myself as far as have my own audience, have this, how that. Like, that's, that's a small percentage who, who does that. Now, what we have to feel confident in is that I could do this again. I could do this again. I could, uh, yo, I'm on this platform. Now everybody else is on this platform. That's okay. I can do it again. Yo, I created this course. Now everybody's doing this course. Yo, I created this kind of shirt. I use this type of material. Everybody's using this material. Everybody's doing this. Everybody's doing that now. That means it worked. Now what else are you going to do? Are you going to be a one-hit wonder? Or are you going to create and create more and create more and have a lasting brand? Because your, your one idea shouldn't carry your whole brand. It shouldn't. It should put a dent in it. Absolutely. It should, it should be a great start to it or uh, enough to get your name out there. Absolutely. It shouldn't carry it for years. Absolutely not. Yeah. You know, so I think this is genius. Uh, shout out to her. Um, for those people who are in that position to do that, where you can white label something. Because people do want that same exact software, same exact uh, product line, same exact course. Like people want what you have. It's about how do you enable them that will still work out for you? How do you still get 
uh, money from it? How do you still get equity from it? How do you still get the percentage? How do you still get uh, credited for that? That's kind of the what you have to think about before you just go, oh, they said white label here, take it. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think too, uh, you definitely, no ego is involved in this process, right? Mm -hmm. Because if you notice, if you have such a strong attachment to what you're creating, then it may be very difficult for you to, to do that because maybe your worth, your value, your self-esteem, I don't know, could be tied to the product. And so you're so offended or so hurt that someone did that to you, then you begin to feel betrayed, offended. And by the way, you all, by all right, have, you should feel that, right? I, I, I would understand even if you do feel that. But I think that there's a level of selflessness because like you said, it goes back to the goal and the objective of why you originally started this. And so while everyone may not be as creative as you or as resourceful, at least right now in their journey, that was the only idea they came up with. It's like, hey, why, instead of creating my own thing, let's just take this right here. Now, I wish they would have went about it a different way, but, but real quick, can you just maybe just uh, talk about how to build a separation between what you create and, and, and yourself, right? Like, like how to disconnect and not have such a strong attachment to the mm -hmm. things that you're building. Because, you know, when things like that happen, I would hate to see somebody just completely lose it because all of their value and worth was tied into that. Yeah, it, it, once again, it goes back to what is the goal, right? Like, for, for me, like, my goal is to make sure that everybody, regardless of following, regardless of environment, background, whatever, feels comfortable enough to put themselves out there through content, right? Now... I may have a, with Deeper Than the Brand, I may have a great community. And then somebody, uh, the people who are in there steals that same concept, right? Now all, like four or five people are coming out with content branding communities. Okay, cool. My goal is to make sure people feel comfortable creating content. I'm creating mo monsters of content creators that didn't think that they were content creators. And now they're becoming other people to teach other people to create content. My job is, the goal is, is still being done. Now, how do mm -hmm. I think bigger of, okay, boom, check, that works. Now it's time to think bigger of how do we make that even uh, uh, a bigger goal. Maybe now it's not just, these particular individuals have we then uh gone into more of how we get the youth to do it have we then created uh different places around the world in where there's a location where you feel safe like there's more to just that one idea but did the idea hit the goal cool now enable those other people to fulfill your goal so you can think on bigger things. So I never get attached to an idea because an idea and a, and a product and a service that comes out of that idea are going to go through multiple waves. Mm -hmm. I'll be a mental breakdown 
if I go, okay, I am so attached to this. I love this. This is great. This is my one and only. And then it does trash for a whole year or so. And now I'm all depressed. Mm-hmm. And then it goes back up and I'm like on a, a, a false high. Yeah. And then it goes down again. It's this, it's the same thing. Right. So I, I, as much as I put love and care into a particular product or service and, and it has all of me, there is still a detachment because what has all of me is the goal. That's Not so good. the, the, product, the service, the event, it is the goal that has all of me. Now, when that goes away, then maybe mm. I'll be an emotional wreck. You feel me? Come on. Bars. I mean. Let's go. So, people, uh, comment what you think. What would you do if your idea got stolen, people were taking it, making profit from it? What would you do? Would you be that Discipline, would you be that, you know, disconnected and just going straight with the goal? Or would you be like, nah, I'm 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 fighting everybody who stole my like I'm making I'm making an awareness of it. I'm making a campaign out of it. Let us know in the comments. Uh and then of course with the other sections as well, blueprint, uh, what you could have lived without, and then uh the what's popping section. Let us know your feedback. We read them. Shout out to the person who says that uh, Moose looks like an exact baseball player. Uh, <laughs> that was a classic comment. If best, if best <laughs> compliment I've got on this podcast, man, I appreciate that. Yeah, yes. we appreciate you. That was fire. Follow us everywhere um, at Nikki and Moose. Shout out to all our listeners. Shout out to all our viewers. Moose, final words. Yeah, short and simple this week, man. Uncommunicated expectations is a setup for disappointment. So if you're going to make plans that include other people, make sure you let them know about it. 